You're a monster! Welcome in. It is another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. How we doing? Good. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. It's a pretty uh, good week this past week. A lot of good news. Some yeah, we things had, happened. Yeah, we had a lot of great news, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, one of the biggest things is, is we wanted to say thank you to everybody that went out and supported us by getting a t-shirt or sending over donations. So we ended up being able to raise $265, which is incredible. Um, did not did not see it coming. Um, we had a lot of donations, and I mean, it just kind of blew us away. Yep. Yeah, the uh, shirt should... I think they're shipping this week. Yeah, I we got the notification. I think we should be getting them either Wednesday or Thursday as long as, you know, all the shipping stuff is fine. Yeah, you know? some of the <laughs> stuff is, hasn't been affected but some of the other stuff it's taking a long time yeah i'm still waiting on some stuff but we don't have to get into that but uh, we just wanted to say thank you to everybody that supported us there um we hope you like the t-shirts we would love to see pictures of you you know tag yeah, us on our cool. social media pages with you wearing the t-shirt you know giving us a thumbs up or whatever um we would love to love to see those pictures so uh get the t-shirt and wear it as much as you can I think you're, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, next thing we got, we've got a bunch of news to just uh, to discuss. So James, go ahead and take it away for the news. All right, yeah, we'll start off with rookie signings, and this isn't everyone. If you guys want the full list, it's all on our Twitter page. Mm-hmm. That all the news is always on our Twitter page. Some of the stuff we mo- we talk about most of it, but sometimes it's just too much. <laughs> but uh, so Jalen Hurts signed, Jalen Rager signed, Colt Komet signed, Henry Rugg signed, Tyler Johnson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. C.D. Lamb, Chase Young, the for Washington, gonna yeah, he's yeah monster. Keyshawn Vaughn, Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gandy, Golden, Devin Duvernay, Anthony McFarland, Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy, my boy, mm-hmm. Brian Edwards, Chase Claypool, and Lynn Bowden Jr. Yeah, I haven't really noticed any rookies like holding out or it doesn't anything seem like, like that, it's gonna so. be that this year. Then uh, a lot of the past couple days, the Dalvin Cook stuff has kind of been weird. There's yeah. a report that he was going to report to training camp on time. Then his agent came out and denied it. And then there was another report that came out later that said he was return- He was going to come to camp on time. And then his agent came out and denied it again. So yeah. uh, We don't know. It looked like good news for a second, but... Yeah, just be leery, you know, that we're, we're, I really don't see us finding out until it happens. You know, so yeah. just keep that in mind if you have drafts coming up anytime soon. Well, they just extended. That was another piece of news we'll just get to now. They extended Zimmer. Mm-hmm. I haven't got the details on the extension, but he's going into his seventh year there in Minnesota. Yep. So, I actually thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I've never been the biggest Mike Zimmer fan. Me I just kind of feel like he's been an old grump. Well, just... he's a defensive coach that defense has been struggling. So Yeah, it's a totally different defense now. A couple yeah. years ago they were one of the elite defenses in the league and yeah, last year Xavier Rhodes was just getting He's torn getting to pieces out yeah. there. Left and right. So then um the Jamal Adams news came Boom. down. He got traded to Seattle. They Did not up. see Seattle coming though. Yeah, it, it makes sense though. They gave up two firsts and a third, which that's so, just the going rate for these guys. Jalen yeah, Ramsey a, was something like that. 
Yeah, it's a, so. it's a lot. But, I mean, you're getting the, one of the best safeties. He's worth it, yeah. And keep in mind that that defense is now elevated up again. And so that's yeah. good news for Chris Carson, who can possibly get more touches. Yeah, they've like been that. in so a, offenses. Yeah, they've been in a transition the past couple of years from mm-hmm. the Legion of Boom. They had Jadavion Clowney last year, and um, I think Bobby Wagner is still there. But it's it's a different defense now. And this Jamal Adams is one of the best defensive yeah. players in the league. Quickly became it. So yeah, I think it's a huge upgrade. Uh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Vaughn for Tampa Bay. I heard reports that he's going to be the backup and Ronald Jones is going to be the starter to start the season. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Al, Al, <laughs> this blew my mind. Alex Smith. Yeah. He's cleared for football activities. It's been a while, man. It's been almost two years, but <laughs> he almost so died. Like he was an inch from death yeah. from his injury. Yeah. I think he got an infection. Mm-hmm. The Washington medical staff, the past couple of years, what they've done. Just like not telling one of their players that he had cancer, yep. like I just the the whole entire Washington football, yeah, and they're just organization. All, like, and <laughs> it makes sense because they always have in, injuries. It's yep. because they have a terrible medical staff. Like that's something you don't think about a lot. Mm-hmm. What teams have good medical staffs and what don't? But that usually does not weigh in our decision making. Yeah, but there's but <laughs> there's usually these teams that always have a ton of injured players, like the Redskins, like the Chargers always have a ton of injured players. Yeah, it definitely makes you wonder because I mean, there's ways to prevent injury, but uh, yeah. the Colts news. Uh, they say the offense is going to run through Ty. I find that interesting. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Like, okay, whatever. Like, I imagine it's just kind of coach speak. Well, I think you know it. You also come out and just. Because there's still going to be a run-dominant team, and so there's not going to be as many passing attempts as another offense. Phil Rivers is coming in there, but they have Michael Pittman. They use their tight ends, so Mm -hmm. I'm still not very – I like T.Y., but I'm still not very high on him. I'm not high on him, and and unfortunately, we're not gonna we're gonna if we have any sort of preseason. Yeah, actually, we're not. Yeah, that was going to be a. piece of news later there's no preseason yeah no preseason games but i meant like you know some sort of training camp to kind of see how connections are going it's gonna be hard to kind of know until week one yeah so Devontae freeman Mm -hmm. he hired a new agent and wants a team immediately but like a month month and a half ago it came out because Devontae freeman rejected some contract offers and he's like i'm willing yeah i'm willing to sit out the entire season fired his agent so I don't know what changed in the past month. Two he months, hasn't but, got a deal because yeah. no one wants him. So Wash- I mean, let's be real though. I mean, would you go out if you were an organization right now that needs a possible running back? Well, I don't think he is a starter anymore. But I do think like like the Eagles. I brought up multiple times. I think yeah, that makes we a do lot think of the sense Eagles would make sense. But so Washington, they gave up on a new name for twenty twenty. Yep, I kind of don't blame them to be honest. Yeah. It's a tough spot, but they should have just done this a long time ago. Uh, Raheem <laughs> Mostert, the situation may be worked out with him wanting a trade. There were reports he talked to people high up in the San Francisco 49ers organization. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the GM because I feel like the report would have said if he talked to the GM, but Who something's knows? happening. There's yeah, communication. There's there. communication, which is good. Because I was going to say, like, if I was a team looking for a running back, I'd rather go get him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> than bring Especially in. on his contract. I mean, I know he, he, he wants, wants a trade because of his contract. Yeah. yeah, but still. But, I mean, even trade for him. in the prime of his career. Yeah, trade for him, sign him to a decent deal. That's still going to be better than what Devonta Freeman's probably going to want. Yeah, I, heard, so. I, I think 
I might be wrong, but I think the Seattle deal they offered Freeman. I think it was like three million or something. But yeah, I mean, and that's about what Mostert's making. But if most if Mostert was a free agent, I think he would get like seven, seven and a I half. think yeah, I think he would get a very friendly because he deal. hasn't done a lot. He has a lot of potential it's just and one talent. Year. But yeah, but it's just one year, and that but get it while you can, and that's below average. Yep. So yeah. Antonio Brown retired and then didn't. Yeah. It's like the third retirement in like less than a year. Yeah. I could care less. And yeah. unfortunately, we stopped it to bring it up because it is news. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's something going on there and I don't want to just like keep crushing the guy, but it just doesn't stop. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that frustrates me is you have a guy that came out saying, I don't need the NFL. The NFL needs me. The NFL doesn't need you, dude. There's always going to be star athletes that are going to come through. You, you know, it, let's let's be real. There's always going to be a next guy up. You know, something New England does. <laughs> yeah. Someone gets hurt, next guy up. You know, it's I, I don't. I just don't think. I don't think the league needs Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown needs the league, and he wants to be in the spotlight. I, yeah, I don't know, like be everything. It, you know, like almost almost the NFL. Like he wants to be the NFL. Like, yeah, it's weird because like it came, it kind of came out of like nowhere. I yeah. mean, I imagine people in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization probably knew some of this a long time ago, but like it wasn't until like his last year in Pittsburgh when things started acting up. Right, he, it, and, almost like a complete shift in because yeah, everything before that I always heard he was just like he was like an awesome player, mm-hmm. very committed to getting better, always working, but. Right, and that's what's really frustrating is he was looked at an I- as an ideal wide receiver yep. because of the fact that he came in, did his job week in and week out, worked hard for his team, and then all of a sudden all this junk happens. And yeah, it's I mean, just he, like, he was like the was fan- Mike Was Mike Tomlin that good? <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's a great coach, but... You know. <laughs> but it, like, it's hard to think about. Like Antonio Brown is one of the best fantasy wide receivers of all time. Yes. Of all time. Yep. What he did, those handful of years was incredible number one every year yep and that's rare yep so next piece Tua mm-hmm. he's ready to go mm-hmm. ahead of camp that's my boy yeah I just I just really want them to be careful man because I love Tua <laughs> yeah. and I I'm I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the NFL I uh, just don't want him to get in there unless he is ready actually yeah. ready I don't want them to force him in there. Well, they don't need to force him in there. Exactly. They they really don't. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a more than capable quarterback. Yeah. You're still rebuilding. You went and got some nice offensive pieces this year in the draft, uh, but but the team's still not where it needs to be to be super competitive. No. So take this year off. Have a good season. But take this year off. Yeah, I think keep like, rebuilding I think, and then let them go next year. Yeah, I think like the last six games, the last year, I think Fitzpatrick had them at five hundred. Like, well, and it was they a, almost blue. It was picks. enough because yeah. they almost yeah they almost came back and had a decent season, <laughs> which is frustrating. You know because you're like oh man we were gonna be the number one pick you know and then all of a sudden now you're at number what was it seven five. or five yep. you know because you actually ended up winning games. Uh, but that's not, again. You do want to win games. These all these athletes and, are competitive. Yeah, it's they don't yeah, want to the lose. The NFL, like in the NBA, like you can tank, but the NFL, like you, you just you can't send guys out there every Sunday telling them not to play their best. Well, like you just, it's like it's first dangerous. of all, it's dangerous. Yes. Yeah, and second of all, like it's just not the mentality you. Someone's going to get hurt, and someone's going to get seriously hurt. And I think even that got called out. 
during the season, someone called out saying, you know, we, we don't want to just half play. Oh, yeah, the players. Yeah, yeah. the players no, are coming out no saying we're not going to ever half. wants to lose on purpose. Yeah. And I think Brian Flores did a heck of a job for his first year in Miami, especially yeah. how everyone was talking about Miami before the start of the season. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I, they traded away all their good players and still yeah. Yeah, for had sure. a pretty respectable season for the talent on the roster. So I yeah. like them. I'm very excited to see how Miami turns around. And they really do have a great opportunity as yep. well in the next few years. So look out for them. So Michael Bennett retired. I just boom. Yeah. Just throw that in there. Bye bye. And the last piece of news, which is the biggest piece of news. Oh, the NFL it? and NFLPA have agreed on the new CBA. Mm. So there will be a season officially. Yep. That's fantastic. I know it's been difficult. Um, we did. We have been hearing. Uh, I think. I don't remember his name, but I forgot to tell you. But that uh, one of the Chiefs players decided yeah, to officially yeah, set out the season. And that's the only player I've seen it. And it's the only he's one. Not like a big name. He's not a big name guy. He's I think it's like an offensive. Yeah, yeah an offensive guard. guard. The um, but um, but just be aware. It, it, what I've what I've heard is what kind of took a while is they've come to an agreement on pay to play. If you're not, if you don't play, you're not getting paid this year. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Is that including if they're like sick or something? <sighs> you know, if they're I, I haven't got that deep into it. I imagine there's something. I know there's a like an. It's not technically the IR, but if it's a if a player does get sick, they could be put on that list. Okay, and they can bring up someone from their um. COVID list. <laughs> yeah, and they just bring up a new guy and then once the guy is healthy, he can come back and the other guy goes back down. Okay. But um kind of like a little minor league system. Yeah, but there's cuz the owners, they wanted the financials worked out. That seemed mm-hmm. like what their priority was when everyone was wanting them to focus on the health of the players. So it's mm-hmm. good that they got something figured out, but this season is going to have major implications on the next few years yeah. salary cap wise. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because, you know, the as much as we want to have the health of the players, we do. I mean, money is still a factor here because we're not going to have yeah. fans. Really, we yeah, don't know if it's going to be if there's going to be fans in there. Yeah, I so. hope not. So, yeah, because like we were talking well, about think, it earlier, like watching the other sports, baseball and basketball. Not, I think it's, it's not awesome. the worst. Like I think yeah. it's cool. Like especially basketball. Like you can hear the hear players talking and everything. Yeah, baseball. You could hear them too. Like it's not the worst, but you do lose money. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, which I think that was another thing. In future years, there's going to be something going on with um, ticket money, the ticket mm-hmm. revenue for the players and stuff like that. So it, that stuff's always super complicated. And the CBAs, they take years and years to be agreed upon. So it is kind of cool that they got this figured out. And pretty quickly, which is great. So, All right. Well, that was a lot of news to get through. So now we're just going to jump in into uh, our segment that we like to call airing it out. So we got a few questions. Um, one that we really wanted to kind of discuss anyway, which is going into this year, this year's draft, who do you think is worth drafting as a handcuff? And out of the ones that you think is worth drafting, which ones would you rank best to worst? So looking through, I I looked through all the running back main guys that I would have concerns about or something, but the tough part about handcuffs is, well, first of all, for them to be valuable, the starter has to go down or something mm-hmm. has to happen, and you have to know it's their job if that situation arises. So I came up with eight guys that, there are only two of them, though, where I think you have to get them in the draft if you take the, start, if you take the guy ahead of them. 
First one's Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. I think that's obvious. 100%. If you draft yeah. Alvin Cook, you have to have Alexander Madison. The second one is Latavius Murray. I think if you draft Kamara, you need to take Latavius Murray. You don't have to take these guys high, but I would want them on my team. Do you agree with those? 100%. Yeah. Alexander Madison, to me, is the is the number one yep. easiest handcuff to grab. And the biggest reason is, is one, he's still talented. Uh, he didn't play terrible uh, no, yeah. when he had the opportunities. Yeah, Cook is a huge injury risk. Yep. And he's still possibly threatening holdout. We exactly. don't know yet. Yeah. So I think if you are a, a cook own, a cook owner, he is almost a must. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is where my concern comes in, though, is because everybody else is going to possibly try to jump on that because he's going to be a late pick. Yeah, I've seen Madison right now take him early. going around like the seventh or something. And yeah, I, I You're would, gonna have I, to I don't take think him that's early. a bad price for him. Well, I don't like to take handcuffs that high. <laughs> Typically. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a big handcuff guy. He's by far the earliest one on this list, except so yep. the next six guys I have. Yeah, if you want these guys, you can take them. I wouldn't force it if you don't want to or don't have to. But um, so Chase Edmonds is one because mm-hmm. when he played last year, he was incredible. Uh, Tony Pollard for Zeke. Yeah, Carlos Hyde at least for right now because. Penny's at least going to be on the PUP for six weeks, maybe more. Mm-hmm, so, and all these guys, like, except Murray and Madison, like, if I do draft him, like, I might drop him soon after the season or something. It just depends. They're not major holds. And then uh, Kareem Hunt, which that's more if you have Chubb and you want him to have him. But I, none of these guys, I would have more than one on my team. Even if I had Cook and Kamar somehow. I would still choose Madison over Murray and only yeah. have one of them. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to want to waste that many roster spots yeah, on a backup. Yeah, because most of, I mean, probably except Madison, none of these guys are really going to have substantial value this year. Well, I mean, Zeke is always pretty healthy. Yeah, and, and he maybe miss a game. Yeah, and these are just like because some of the factor is just like these players are also really good. Yeah. So if they do get the shot, they'll be amazing. Yeah. And the last two guys, Justin Jackson and Tevin Coleman, I think those are the least priority guys but if you want them why not yeah i do think that justin jackson has a good opportunity to get more snaps this year he's 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 played pretty well uh just because of the fact that austin eckler is more of a receiving back yeah he really just is and so if justin jackson comes in and he runs between the tackles really well and then all of a sudden because he can still catch as well yeah so if he comes out and starts playing really well, there could be some chances. And then if Austin Eckler gets hurt, I think he is definitely going to be ready to go. Yep. So, yeah, um, and Tevin Coleman, the last one, it's just, it's more of the offense because mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman still, he doesn't really have a lot left. He had a couple good games last year, but it's more just the offense. You get, a, if you get mm-hmm. volume in that offense, you're going to be valuable. Yeah, and we also, you know, beforehand, we kind of talked a little bit, you know, with a lot of the rookies coming in, so like J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Taylor. We just don't know yet. because all those guys are going to be drafted anyway. Yeah. And, I mean, they might start off as the backup, become the starter later, or it might be a 1A, 1B situation. So Which is what we're anticipating with Taylor and Mack, which is why we don't really, you know, and even Ingram and Dobbins is that way. The only one that I'm mostly concerned about would be DeAndre Swift, who we'll talk yeah. talk about later. But it, it is just kind of hard to know. Um, the only one that I was going to bring up 
and see what your thoughts were is how do you feel about Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Do you look at that as a 1A, 1B situation, or do you clearly no. see him as a handcuff? I mean, Kareem Hunt is the handcuff to Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt will have some games where he'll be able to start him, but I don't think it's going to be... Nick Chubb's been fairly healthy. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt is going... He's going the highest of out of any of these guys, so I do think it'd be tough if I had Nick Chubb. I don't think I'd be drafting Kareem Hunt just because of the value. Mm-hmm. But if it like a dynasty league or something, if you want to trade for him, it could be worth it. Because in dynasty, I do like to have, especially my top guys. Oh, 100%. My backup running backs. Yeah, no. And dynasty handcuffs are extremely important. But uh, redraft, you know, you, you typically you're running six six bench spots or so. Yeah. It's a little bit more difficult to get through having multiple backups. <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of years, if I do have a handcuff, like I'll drop them. Maybe a couple weeks later, pick them back up. As so, long as they're still there, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let us know what you think. If you're going to take a handcuff this year, uh, we're really going with Alexander Madison is going to be probably the top one. But, you know, if, what do you think? If we missed one, who would you add in? Or if you had, you know, you have to take one, who would you go with? So let us know your thoughts. Um, our next question is going to be a fun question, I think, for me. But Cooper versus Cooper, there's been a lot of debate which one's going to be the best to go with. So Amari Cooper, you know, he's in a high-flying offense. Uh, They did just, you know, draft CeeDee Lamb, so there could be some touches that maybe go away. But this guy's just been, he's been consistent if you look at his overall receiving stats. You know, 1,000 yards past two years, you know, 70 to 80 receptions, 120 targets last year. I don't see it going away. I I just don't. I think he's the number one guy down in Dallas. I think him and Dak have an an amazing just connection together. I I can't see it disappearing. What do you think? No, yeah, I think Amari Cooper is on question number one in that offense. But they do, I mean, they are very similar when you think about it. They both had some consistency issues last year they both finished very high cooper did finish higher but amari cooper is going a co- i mean they're basically the same draft price but cooper is going a couple picks ahead so just looking at some of his you know his fantasy points last year there's definitely going to be weeks and this is how he has been since he's come in the league so do not think that this is just something new and there are a lot of people who think last year, especially the second half, he was dealing with injuries. Yeah. And that was the main reason. So Yeah. But he will disappear for some games. And you're right. There was a lot of people talking about there was a possible um injury last year. I think it was foot. Was it his foot or it was, was it some, yeah, it was something lower. Yeah. It was a lower body injury that they thought they were dealing with. But there's weeks where he's gonna give you good 15 20 even 30 point weeks oh yeah he, he can have monster, even there was one weeks. week against green bay he almost had 40 depending yep. on your scoring format and he's always going to have a high snap total so that's that's my argument for amari now cooper i don't know he's just the touchdown god of the rams <laughs> yeah yeah i think he had the and it was by a big lead most third down and fourth down yards mm-hmm. last year. And it, I mean, everyone else was like barely 300 or 200 and he had like a 140 yard lead on everybody. He is important to Jared Goff. He is very important to Jared Goff. Now his thing is, is he has had some injuries. 
Um, so yep. we have to be careful with 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 that uh, issue. But all in all, I mean, he's like the safety blanket for Jared Goff, and he's always going to throw to him, always. And I can't see. And even when he wasn't getting a high target share at the end of last year, he still scored all the time. <laughs> he made up for it because he had a touchdown almost every game. Um, but, I mean, he finished last season with 94 receptions on 134 targets, which is just huge. Yep. That's a huge That's, yeah, target I think share. him and Robert Woods were only a couple. Robert Woods had a couple more than him, but it was very, very close. It was very close. But the biggest thing is those 10 touchdowns. Yeah, it was 10 to 2. And Robert Woods had two. So he seems to be the red zone guy. And that's even with, you know, the second half of the season where he started dropping a little bit. guess because Tyler Higby was starting to pick yeah, up a little they, bit too. They shifted more to 12 man and took him out of the slot. But I think if I had, based on draft price, I think I would go Cooper Cup. It's not really because he's that much cheaper. I just like Cooper Cup more. And I mm-hmm. do think there is a higher ceiling for Cooper Cup. There might not be, because I think the rushing game in Dallas... It's mm-hmm. going to be way better, and I do think there are more options in Dallas, and Dallas has a better defense. The Rams are probably yeah. going to have to be throwing a lot more. Yeah, I, I look at it right now. Um, Amari Cooper is going fairly high. You know, he's in, and even in our rankings, he's in my top twelve. Um, but yeah, they're both like beginning fourth round. I see. Yeah, so I mean, I would really start. Which I I I I like both their prices a lot. Yeah, I don't mind either one of their prices, but I think I would take the shot with Cooper Cup as well. Yeah, and honestly, I I would be fine with both of them as my wide receiver one. Yeah, I don't even have an issue with that either. To be honest, I would I would take either one as my wide receiver one. Um, but at you know at the end of the day, I think Cooper Cup his ceiling is a little bit higher. I, I yeah, don't I mean, see... he finished like fourth or fifth last year, and the back half of the season was a completely different. So. Yeah, he was he was wide receiver four. Yeah, he could have, but been... he doesn't have those disappearing acts. Like no, yeah, even when in his back, yeah, he was still able to scrounge up double digit points. Like I'm looking at it right now. There was it looks like there was three games he had last year under ten points, where Amari Cooper had maybe six or seven. So. The, I mean, now keep in mind, there's a couple of twelve point. There's a twelve well, he also point had here, a zero but... point game. So, oh no, kidding. Yep. Oh, yeah, I do see that against Pittsburgh. Interesting. Well, that is that is tough to eat. He had only four targets that week, but yeah. So I think uh, at the end of the day, I, I think we're both in agreement. Then we're gonna both yep. uh, we would both go Cooper Cup's way. Uh, so let us know your thoughts on that one. Would you take Amari Cooper over? Yeah, because I have Cooper seen a Cup. lot of other people have this discussion, and a decent amount of them choose Cooper. Cup. I mean, Amari Cooper. Yeah, I I think with Amari Cooper, I think him and Dak are are very good together. But bringing in CD Lamb makes me a little nervous. That's going to be targets taken away. Michael Gallup is still yep. an excellent wide receiver. Zeke is still going to be the running back. They bringing it. You know, they have Blake Jarwin still, who's also going to still take some targets away because he's a very capable tight end. That offense in Dallas, I do think, is way better, but yep. I think they also have more weapons. Yep. I think the Rams, like you said, their defense is kind of in shambles right now. They're going to have to pass a lot. As long as Jared Goff can keep his stuff together, because last season was very strange. Yeah, Jared Goff is, is weird because I was never a big fan of him. Because they drafted him when they were still in St. Louis, and I wanted Wentz yeah. so bad. We Yeah, we both but, did. And that first year was terrible. But once Sean McVay got in there, Jared Goff, it's, he's just, I don't think he's good at making his own decisions. He's got to, yeah. if he knows his first, second read, 
timing and everything he can get it done and he can really excel at that but if things go a little off script uh, he he's just not very good it's almost like lack of preparation even i i really don't know i'm not in that locker room i don't yeah. know but there's well, it's weeks also where... like i remember when like when he came in like he didn't start for so long because he had never taken a snap under, under center. center yeah he had to learn yeah. how to do that in the NFL. And that so, was some of the biggest news coming out, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how do you go through college and never take at least a snap under center? Like, that blows my mind. But even then, Kyler Murray was that way. Yeah. He didn't yeah, take I mean, a lot of snaps under center. You either. would imagine they'd have at least they're done still, it at some point. They're still very different talents, but, <laughs> but uh, uh, first round picks. So let us know what you think. Would you take Amari Cooper over Cooper Cup? Let us know why. I'm very interested to have that argument with you because you're going to be wrong and we're right to say the least. So now for the moment we've all been waiting for, we're going to be jumping into our breakouts, busts, and sleepers that we have for this season. And I think right now we're going to start with our breakouts and I'm going to start with our quarterbacks. I'm going to do quarterbacks first. And so my, one of my first breakouts that I have, and I'm not really surprised. I don't think anybody should be surprised with what I'm about to say, but I think because it's there, he's on a lot of people's breakout boards right now, but that's Josh Allen. Okay. So right now he's ranked seven as the quarterback seven in my rankings. Uh, quickly could possibly move up. And I really see, you know, with the addition of Stefan Diggs coming in, I think it's, it's almost his season to lose. I, I really don't think I'm going to have any complaints at the end of the year. They're going to let him run. They're going to let him throw. He can throw the deep ball. His consistency rating skyrocketed in 2019. If it takes that same level and moves up again this season, Josh Allen's going to be a top five quarterback, no doubt about it. Yeah, he finished pretty high last year, but it was a little different than the back half of his rookie year where we saw a lot of monster games. He was just very consistent last year. So it's, I mean, it's just not a high volume offense. So hopefully they're going to pass more because he did take a little dip in his rushing last year. He did have a lot mm-hmm. of rushing touchdowns last year. But yeah, I mean, they brought in Stefan Diggs. Hopefully, I mean, we can all hope and pray that Devin Singletary gets more involved, in, especially in the passing game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's still a good defense. So I don't hate the breakout of Josh Allen. Yeah. It'll be I his mean- third year. Yeah, it, it's and he's progressed each year, and I think yep. that that level of progression is what I'm excited about. I mean, he skyrocketed over a, a thousand more yards in 2019 passing. Now, you he only dropped about a hundred and about 110 yards in rushing. If that's what it takes to have a, a thousand or more passing yeah. yards, I'm well, kind of okay with that. Still, more games. He did play more games. You're you're right. Uh, but I, I think, you know, his attempts are his up, his uh, completion percentage went up. So, again, if he just takes that yeah, same. Yeah, that, that's what really needs to come up, especially on the. Oh, it's uh, still not passes. even 60%, yeah. which is really not good. Um, it's not terrible in the NFL, but we would really like to see that a, a lot higher. <laughs> Breeze also kind of. <laughs> yeah, it also ridiculous. depends what kind of a quarterback because he's more like Cam Newton, and that's yeah. where Cam Newton was for years and years right around that mark. So it just depends if you're throwing the deep ball a lot or you're more short pass guy. Yeah, and I think with Stephon Diggs out there, he's getting a he's he's finally getting a true number one. And Sean McDermott really wanted a true number one wide receiver out there. So I'm really interested to see if they start shifting and maybe coming a little bit more of a pass 
uh, instead of a run first offense. But Josh Allen, I think, is going to be you know the captain of that team, and he's really gonna. I think he's going to take it, take it to the house. Now, the only thing that does make me a little concerned is his strength of schedule is very hard this year. Yeah, especially when you have to play the Patriots twice. That always sucks. That always does suck. But I'm I'm really at the end of the day I'm not worried about it. I think he's going to come out and be a monster. Yeah, at least when you're rushing quarterback, you can kind of save. It's a little bit safer because mm-hmm. you can just run the ball instead of throwing it. But yep. All right, you got a quarterback? Yeah, I'll talk about one. And it, a lot of I won't talk about Kyler, but I'll I'll just mention his name here. But the guy I'm going to talk about is Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. It's tough. He's going extremely late. Twenty yes. third quarterback off the board, fourteenth round, almost undrafted. And after he started. He was the third best quarterback from week seven to 17. That's 10 games. The third quarterback that he adds some rushing. He can do more than just pass. And he has AJ Brown, Janu. I mean, the remnants of Corey Davis, Adam Humphrey. I mean, Adam, yeah, Adam Humphreys. I do think he was a little over his head last year, but the 23rd quarterback practically undrafted. I think he can definitely come out and surprise people. And he's never broken out before. I mean, he had some moments where he was a streamer, but he was incredible last year. Yeah, I mean, he ended up playing 11 games, it looks like, last year. And yeah, he was started still, 10. Yeah, started 10, played in 11, and he was still the 22nd quarterback overall, which yeah. is pretty, it's not bad. No, especially a quarterback. You miss like a game or two and especially you're Especially a quarterback on an offense that is run through Derrick Henry. Yep. So it's a that's literally the epitome of a yeah, run first. I mean, first he had offense. a high touchdown percentage, but I, I think it's going to come down. But it's it's probably not going to come down too much. You know, I like it. I mean, especially when you have a running game like Thurs, it just makes the passing game easier. Yeah, it does. It it just opens up lanes and gets through. I really do like it. I was kind of going back and forth if Ryan Tannehill was going to be, uh, you know, a breakout for me this year. The only thing that kind of worries me is he's always been kind of a game manager more than just, you know, Matthew Stafford that's going to go and throw the ball all day every day, but I can definitely see I can definitely see it happening. Yeah, uh, especially at his price. I mean, yeah. if if I miss out on a couple court like I'd be perfectly fine starting the season this with him and my team. Yeah, and I mean their schedule this year doesn't even look too terrible. Um so I'm not too worried about that. And I I think they have enough pieces around him to make it very relevant. So my next quarterback, did you have another quarterback by any chance? No. Okay. So my next quarterback and James actually kind of mentioned it. The only reason we're mentioning it is because we know it's going to happen. <laughs> we just do. Uh, I'm hoping. Kyler Murray is my other breakout. He it's, I don't see how it can't, you know, you yeah. go get Deandre Hopkins coming into there. Just amazing. Kenyon Drake is, is looking fantastic from, you know, the end of last season, you know, or mid-season all the way through the end. They still have Larry Fitzgerald, who's going to be your possession guy. They still have Christian Kirk. They still have, you know, so much more depth, even with Andy Isabella at wide receiver. I mean, it's and it's yeah, an air raid offense. So. Yeah, I mean, he was top 10 as a rookie, and what I think makes him a lot safer bet than, like, Baker last year is mm-hmm. his rushing. I mean, he is one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. And it's so funny watching him run because there's times where, like, I'll watch Kyler Murray and he'll just outrun. He's electric. And then there's times where I'm like, oh, man, was that just a bad line? You know, sometimes I'm like, because he is so quick. Yep. It, it's unbelievable. Now, he's not Lamar Jackson fast. 
He's close. But he's very, very similar. I think the only difference is is because Lamar Jackson's taller. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only reason why Lamar Jackson's faster. Think, yeah, I think Lamar's got a little better shake, too. Yeah, he does have a little bit better shake. But, I mean, you know, rookie season, th- almost 4,000 yards, which is highly impressive. His, yep. his 64.4 is great for completion percentage. He had he had some games. Just going back and looking at some of his comeback wins was just in- incredible. I I don't see how it can't happen. Yep. I don't. This is probably one of the few times you can come out and say this is going to be guaranteed. Yeah, and he right now he's the fourth quarterback off the board. He, he won't might, be on my might, team. Yeah, he might come down a little bit, but yeah, it's like <laughs> the back of the fifth round, early sixth, which I don't hate, but I would still, yeah, just rather wait. Yeah, it really stinks because I'm re- I'm really excited. I, I tried to get him season. in our Dynasty League all last yeah, year, just, but the guy did not budge. Because yeah, I, tra- I traded for him last year in redraft leagues and was pretty happy, but yeah, I love Kyler. Yeah, he's going to have a great season. It's again, it's going to happen. So, all right. Moving on. Wide receivers. This is where it gets fun. So, I'll just jump into my first one. And the reason he's going to be my breakout is actually because we just also talked about his quarterback. I got AJ Brown. Oh, yeah, he was I have two. He's one of mine. Yeah, so A.J. Brown, I've got him ranked at 9, which is a little bit higher than most other people, but that's because I'm putting the price tag on there for his breakout. I think he can finish higher, but yeah. I like him at 9. Last eight games last year, guys, he was the third best wide receiver. Yeah. He was a monster. Mm-hmm. And that was with who? Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah. And they really kind of showed some connection. Yeah, well... Like people in the fantasy community for the first part of the season, like we saw AJ Brown and he had a couple huge games, but he was only catching one or two passes, was barely on the field, and everyone's mm-hmm. just like, Why isn't why isn't he getting a higher snap percentages? Why isn't he on the field? Why aren't they throwing to him? And they did, and their team took off. Yeah. So looking at his snap percentages, first two games, forty three, forty five, you go to fifty, and then even Yeah, what are his targets there? Oh, four, five, five as his targets. Yeah. Now, what was impressive is in week four, he had 44 snap percentage, but he had 24 points because he scored two touchdowns. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So he w- it was basically boomer bust on touchdowns. But then you get to week, I mean, week 10 was kind of almost where it started, but you really get into week 13 against Indy, 90, 84, 91, 100. And then that is when he started getting, you know, just, peppered yeah he was on the and field. he was getting 135 153 yards 114 yards i mean he just took off yeah we'll have an episode about like who we think is going to be like the league leaders and like statistics like passing yards and everything and he AJ could, brown is a dark horse for leading and yes yeah, he yards, could so. really do it he finished the season in ppr as wide receiver 21 which is impressive as a rookie that which is isn't really bad good. as a rookie and but and keep in mind it was really only like these six yeah, games like, <laughs> you know in standard he finished at nine yep which yeah it's impressive yeah so i think that wasn't even his breakout so i'm really excited to see what he's going to do next season with a full year where they actually understand the talent that he has and plus he just looks so massive out he there is, yeah he is one of the weirdest players i've ever seen like I, he's huge I, he's a tight end I, I just must have not have watched 
him i i felt like i did but i guess i just didn't watch that much of him in college but like it, it looks like a completely different player yeah like, it does yeah i agree with you he looks so much bigger in, in the nfl for some reason i don't know if they like padded his yeah pads it's, or it's like he has like one a neck roll underneath his pads like usually they're usually on the outside but it looks like it's underneath He's yeah got, like, he just looks it goes jacked. up the back of his neck yeah it's so funny but yeah i i don't think I, I don't think that as long as Tannehill, if he's also yeah. going to break out this year, I think they're going to do it together. Yeah, one, is, two combo. There was like a lot of people thought it was either going to be Tannehill or Henry that they signed this year. And they mm-hmm. ended up signing both of them. Yeah, they so figured it out. The team's locked up. And, and what, if they get clowny, that would, I mean, they could just be a great team. And what's really nice, if you do want to buy into the A.J. Brown hype here, if you do take him, because I think he's going kind of like fifth, sixth 17th round. 17th wide receiver off the board right now. Mid fourth, which is mid so mid fourth, which is which great is price for him, yeah, great, yeah. But then you have Ryan Tannehill sitting there way yeah, late that, in your that, draft. Yeah, that that's another that's sneaky not even value. a bad. That's not a bad one too if you want to take the the double points there. Yeah, I think that because so far my favorite value stack has been Stafford and Kenny Galladay, and that yeah. that that's this pretty one could close. be very, yeah, very interesting close. only because of the fact that Tannehill, yep. in some leagues might not even get drafted. All right, who you got at wide receiver? So, yeah, my only other wide receiver, because I just, it's tough. I don't want to, like, make my claim about a ton of players. I want to be very sure about these players. So, I only mm-hmm. got two wide receivers. Mm-hmm. My other one was DJ Moore. DJ Moore, yeah. And he's going right around where AJ Brown's going, 14th wide receiver off the board, beginning of the fourth. But last year, I mean, he finished, he finished like, 18th or something. But over the last seven games, weeks 9 through 15, he was the second best wide receiver. Pretty much that same span when A.J. Brown was the third best wide receiver, he was the second. So that's how good he was. And now he has Teddy Bridgewater, a better, more accurate quarterback, a new coach, new offensive system. Mm-hmm. I think D.J. Moore is about to explode. The thing is, as you saw when he, what he was able to do with Cam Newton. Yeah. And it was just, it was great. And then Kyle Allen, he's just not, he's not the guy. He just DJ Moore just demands high target volume. He's yeah. just a great wide receiver. But Kyle Allen was just so inconsistent. Yeah. I think Teddy Bridgewater coming in is going to bring a level of consistency that Kyle Allen couldn't. I agree with you. I think I think DJ Moore could really have an amazing season. And to me, he's going to be one of those if Teddy can find him. He's going to be one of those guys that could be leading in receptions and targets. This yeah, year. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to be best friends. I yeah. really do. Because at the same time, you know, they brought in um, Robbie. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, but he's mostly a deep ball guy. Yeah, and I don't know what we talked about. Yeah, but like, Kurt, I don't know why they really did it because Curtis Samuel last year like was like one of the league leaders in deep yard, deep routes run. Mm-hmm. Was always on the field. They just couldn't connect because Kyle Allen was terrible, that, just that bad. So no, I really like it. I really actually, I kind of upset that I didn't put him out there. To be honest, and I mean, he finished at wide receiver sixteen last year. Okay, sixteen. I had eighteen. So yeah, yeah. that's it's not bad. Twenty one. No, standard. yeah, and I think he had like a couple touchdowns, barely any touchdowns at all. So looks like he had four. Yeah. So, and that's not a lot. I think he can no, he can be upwards of eight total, to ten. Yeah. You know, definitely. So the only other one that I wanted to talk about is Terry McLaurin. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I debated about him. Yeah. The the thing with Terry is you. It's not him. <laughs> no, yeah, talent-wise, like what he did last year, route running, getting open was one of the best seasons like all time and he was a rookie. Like he is special. 
Well, and he came out and he was just, he looked incredible. Yeah, just week, incredible. week one he exploded on the scene. And one of the downfalls was Dwayne Haskins coming in. Yeah, it's going to take <laughs> some time, but they did start to get a little something going. Yeah, they did start to get a little bit something going at the end of the season. And He's going late too. Well, and so far this offseason, it's literally just been Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin on the field, it seems like, just throwing good. balls at each yeah, other. Good. You know, and we saw... We watched well, they the, were teammates, right? Well, yeah, both. Yeah, they were both from Ohio State. Yeah, both that's true. Both drafted in the same class. That's true. Yeah, he's like mid-fifth round right now. Um, But we watched Dwayne Haskins in one of his prep videos. It looks like he's dropped a bunch of weight. Yeah, he Haskins looks, a, looks good, man. He looks a lot healthier and, and not just like this chubby... Yeah, he was a little, he was he was a little, a little doughy. He was a little doughy last year. So he, he, he dropped some weight. He looks a lot cleaner in the pocket when he's been throwing and a lot smoother with his delivery. And if he can bring in some consistency there... I mean, Terry McLaurin finished at 29 last year. That's easily and yeah, he had that's easily going to be like 14, where, yeah, 15. Was, there were tons be, of weeks where you were disappointed with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he started off this season 23-17-19. Dude, that's, that's huge. And then he goosed week four. Week five was bad. Week six was great. And then really past that, he only had a couple good games. Yep. Two, maybe two. And I think... I think he's just extremely talented, yep. but a lot does ride on. Is Dwayne Haskins going to be better? And yeah, hopefully it's just also a better offense. They bring in Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gandy Golden to help bolster the offense. So uh, yeah, I really love the talent. And yeah, like I said, he was one of my guys I debated. Washington also has a very good schedule this year. So that's yeah. also going to be helpful. But all right, running backs. Who do you got at running back? Yeah, I'll go first because, I, I mean, I knew this was the first guy I wrote down on my breakouts because I think we have the same obvious. guy. It's Josh Jacobs. Oh, I, well, we, I do have Josh Jacobs as well. He, like Terry McLaurin, just week one exploded on the scene. and You went and got him in Dynasty, too. Yeah, like Terry, how good he is as a route running is Josh Jacobs like that at the running back position. Just mm -hmm. extremely elusive. But he didn't get any passing work last week. Last year, weeks four through eleven, that's seven game sample size. He was the sixth best running back, and in that time span, he only had twenty targets. Like well, the dude, if he gets this passing work, he is going to be top five, top three. Yeah, he he finished the season with twenty seven targets, which is not what you want in a exactly. starting running back. Yeah, especially I think only, at his price. I think he only played thirteen games. And yeah. still finished pretty good, but yeah, I mean, he was just a monster last year. Watching the game against like the Packers, it's just he's incredible. Yeah, I mean, he finished you know at fourteen in standard, which is about what you would think, but I mean, twenty one in PPR. Yeah, you know, and it's again, it's it just all because make, of the passing. It just work. doesn't make sense either. Like, what, no, it doesn't. How good a pass catch. catcher he is. Yeah, he insane. can catch the ball fine. I just think it's game script. You know. Yeah, and like. We brought up with Terry, just hopefully just the team gets better. They brought in Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, mm -hmm. Lynn Bowden. Yeah. So they brought in a lot of pieces to make this offense dynamic. Uh, and they, and they and have they're still going to gonna have a terrible defense. They're so. still going to have a terrible defense. Yeah. But they have to because they have to keep up with Kansas City. Yeah. You know, so and even Denver, Denver for that yeah, matter. Charger, yeah, like. it, well, even the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are going to take a back seat this year for sure. Yeah. But they still have a great defense. But their defense is great. Yeah, but I mean, Denver now has kind of a high flying offense. Same with the, the Chiefs; always have one. Yeah. Um, the big difference is 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 Derek Carr going to be able to 
to manage that team. And it was it game script by John Gruden that wasn't allowing the passes. Yeah, I have know, the heard. I or? have heard some of it was just he wasn't up to par with his pass blocking. So hopefully, if I know anything about Josh Jacobs, I know that's what he's been working on this whole offseason. So yeah, because I mean, if you look at his snap right percentages, dude, they're not great. No, yeah, they're not great at all. <laughs> this isn't. It's almost not even starting running back snap percentages. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Got, like when we say he's elusive and talented, like he, I think he had the most forced missed tackles last year. He didn't even play a full season. Like the dude is insane watching him. Yeah. I mean, he ended up w- having 242 attempts. But again, that's not a lot when you're looking at your starting running yeah. back. But yeah, he had I mean, 1,100 yeah, it's, it's yards. A, it's a healthy size. But yeah, if he gets that passing work, he won't Gosh. need that. That's all the rushing he'll need. Yeah. Seven touchdowns. Great. 4.7 yards per carry. And, and honestly, the more you watch them, just the more you like them. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I mean, just go watch game film, and you're going to be like, nope, yep, I love this dude. If you want to hear a cool story, too, just watch like about him, his person, what he's been through. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Um, so I do have Josh Jacobs on my list, so we don't have to chat about that, so that's great. But the other guy, the, this is who I thought you were going to say, because this is the first guy I wrote down. And it's funny because I've got them going back-to-back in my rankings currently. But my breakout for running back is Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he was my one of my. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit cheaper than Josh Jacobs in drafts, but has I mean, last year weeks nine on, he was the fourth best running back. That's an eight game sample size. Like he was as like he got to Arizona on a short week, and they were playing San Francisco. I think it was a Thursday night game. So already just makes it even harder. He comes in there and torches. San Francisco, pretty much all by himself. Yep. And San Francisco's run defense last year was the best in the league by far. Yeah. I mean, they were ranked at number one. The thing is, is I've actually, actually both of us, to be honest, we both have been massive fans of Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I'm so glad he's out of Miami. Um, But eight touchdowns last year, which is what I would assume from him almost year in and year out. You know, forget Adam Gase. I'm glad he's not underneath him anymore. But Kenyon Drake is literally going to come out on that offense. He can pass. Uh, um, he can pass catch. He can run. Yeah. I don't see how. Yeah. He. I. I. I see him more like he'll get more rushing attempts than Alvin Kamara. But I kind of feel like he. He's. He doesn't need 250 rushing attempts to, to be, be effective. A top, yeah. To be a top end running back because he's going to get. He could see 80 targets easy. Yeah. Dude, I'm actually like secretly wanting him to nail the Pro Bowl this year. Like that's what that's where I've seen him going. Um, he he's one of my favorite players to to watch, and I'm so happy that he's finally going to be utilized the way he should have been this whole yep. time. So watch out, go grab yeah, him. Yeah, when he's he gonna came, be, when he started in Miami, his rookie season, like all they were having him do was like punt returns and stuff. Like, so stupid, so dumb, Just freaking Adam Gase. I mean, look at this when he was in. You know, for week one, four points, 54 on his snap percentages, 55, nine points, 64. And then you get down to some of the end of the year, 96, 81, 75, and he's getting 39 points, 33 points, 17 points. That's because that's what he can freaking do. Yeah, he is. <laughs> when used correctly. Yep. Breakout. There are all those when he was a rookie, like, oh, he's not going to be able to handle a high workload, but he's always been fine yeah he's, I, there's i've never seen a reason why you can't handle it yep all right tight ends i only got one i, I technically got two i bet we have the same so that's fine probably tyler higby yep 
Yep. We don't need to talk about him too much just because we've talked about him a lot. Yeah. His just stock a, is rising. A though. refresher. The last eight games last year, he was the tight third best tight end. The last five games, he was the best tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't really see too much changing. But he's still I still love his price. Ninth tight end off the board. It's the back of the seventh round, but at the ninth tight end, I love that. Yeah, it it's just is it gonna continue to rise? Um, because it it started at twelve or like eleven yeah, and then round. it went to seven. So it, it's just how far or how high is he gonna go? I do like him over some of the other ones that are going before him though, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I do we'll have him ranked at nine. <laughs> yeah, I've got him ranked at nine, so I like it. The only other tight end I wanted to talk about briefly was because let's be real, tight ends are gonna be effective as long as they score touchdowns. So yeah. we don't have to spend too much time. But Mike Asecki. Yeah, he was my only other guy. Yeah, Mike Asecki's the only other one that I was kinda like, you know what? If he can have what he was doing at the end of last season as well, I think he can have a very good season. Yeah, weeks twelve through seventeen, six games, he was the fifth best tight end. Yeah. Like and he saw good Just targets. Consistent. And and a lot is gonna be like what Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna be what 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have is he going to be yeah and fantasy wise Ryan Fitzpatrick last year was incredible dude he's he was he's awesome a, he's a great stream <laughs> yeah I have him on my dynasty team I w- I mean I was playing him last year and he almost won me a championship but I'll, I plan on starting him until Tua gets ready yeah for sure so let's jump over to busts because these are going to be more fun yep and I think this is going to be where a lot of our discussions is going to be yeah I don't have any quarterback busts. I've got two. I'm not. We don't have to. We're not going to have to go into depth with a lot of them. Yeah, just quarter. It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't see it. I, understand I mean, it. they didn't give him any help. Um, he's getting older. It's not his talent, but he just doesn't have help there. Yep. I mean, Aaron Jones is still going to be effective, but he's going to be running the ball, which I think Aaron Jones is going to have a great season. But all he has is Devontae Adams and some minor league prospects. It seems like. Yeah, Alan Lazard might be something, but he still hasn't proven it. He hasn't proven it. Devin Funches. Yeah, which a long time on. yeah a long time ago i was a, i really liked devin punches but he hasn't over. he hasn't done it so i don't see aaron Rodgers being the aaron Rodgers he has been in the past and even last season he'll wasn't still even have a, he'll him. still have a couple like probably three four games where he throws four touchdowns but i think it's going to be very inconsistent it's going to be extremely inconsistent the only other one, and I do have him ranked at 12, so I do have him ranked as a number one, but that's literally just because of the respect factor that Aaron Rodgers deserves, <laughs> to be honest. The only other one I wanted to talk about, and we might have a slight disagreement, is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't hate it, but... I'm just concerned. This The, the reason I have him on my bus list is because... I just Again, same reason I have Aaron Rodgers here. There's just not a lot of help. I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to be... He's, he's not replacing um, DeAndre Hopkins. He's not a replacement for him. Uh, bringing in an older uh, running back in David Johnson, I don't think is going to be overly helpful. So I just can't see him having an amazing season. I will put this with this one caveat, though. If Deshaun Watson ends up having a very good season, he's now going to be in an elite quarterback yeah, tier for me. For though. these busts, that does not mean it's it going to be bad. Mean, like, yeah, it doesn't mean that they're 100% going to be bad. It's more no. just like expectations and ADP based. Yeah. I mean, just like our breakouts, you know. So, I mean, I have Deshaun Watson in my rankings at number nine. And again, it's not yeah, because was, of his he talent. He was like seventh for me or something. Because, yeah, just like talent wise, I he's think incredible. he's like top four. But can he NFL, do it? But can he do what Tom Brady does almost every year without yeah, wide receivers? If he drops, <laughs> I, I would be fine taking him in the draft, but I understand yep. the concerns. All right, where are we going for wide receivers? 
So it's for me, it's Mike Evans. Oh, 100%. I think he's the buzz. He's the eighth wide receiver off the board right now. So stupid. And he's like two. I think Godwin's the sixth off yeah. the board, and two he's, picks behind the eighth. So they have a new quarterback. Yes, it's Tom Brady, and his yards per attempt and yards per completion have been going down year after year. Mm-hmm. And Mike Evans needs the deep targets and touchdowns mm-hmm. to be relevant. He's yep. not a guy that's going to see 150 targets. He did that like once in his entire career. Everything else has not been towards the league leaders. He's always pretty good at yardage and everything, but yeah, he needs the touchdowns and the deep targets. Well, I mean, when he had his breakout season, I mean, was his rookie season in 2014, he yeah, had 12 never, touchdowns. Yeah, he's never had less than 1,000 yards, which I don't nope. think he's going to be bad. I mean, I'd be fine if he was on my team. But the eighth wide receiver off the board, I think, is insane. Last year, he finished at 12th. He was the 12th best wide receiver last year. Mm-hmm. And that was and with it, eight touchdowns and 1,000 yeah. yards. And I don't think it's going to get better. No. Well, the thing is, too, is especially if you're playing in a PPR format, he typically he's not going to get 100 receptions. No, he's not going to he get 90 receptions. Yeah, he's, he's always had some consistency issues. And that 12th finish last year, that Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill were both hurt for good portions of last year. So they would have probably both been higher. So, yeah. Yeah. Nope. I have him on my list as a bus candidate along with, and this is so painful to say. I mean, I it, you almost have to take a moment and have like, you know, that just sad music playing when I have to say this. But I've got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I've seen that come around. I yeah, it, I still think DeAndre Hopkins will be good, but he's going to be fine. Tough. But where he's going, he's going two or three off the board, maybe yeah, four. That, yeah, that's that's too high. And it's not. It again, it's not DeAndre Hopkins, but he's going to an air raid offense, and Kyler Murray can actually does a really good job of spreading the ball around. Yeah, I see him the fourth. So off going fourth board, off the board, beginning of the second round. Yeah, I don't like that. But he's the thing is, is when he was in Houston, he was getting a thirty percent market share. Yeah, and I he's not getting that. In I don't Arizona. think he'll get thirty, but I definitely think he'll clear twenty five percent. See, I think he we might be lucky if he hits twenty five percent. I don't know. Just it's going to be hard for them not to throw him the ball. It is, but you you're also looking at you know a potential Hall of Famer and Larry Fitzgerald over there too that's going to need receptions. Yeah, he's also like 38. Yeah, well he's still beasting it on the field, so get over yeah. it. But Christian Kirk is still going to be you know very relevant, and then again Kenyon Drake's going to be relevant, getting passing work out of the backfield. I just I can't foresee him having that big of a target share this year. So he's definitely, and again, it's very painful to say because I'm a big DeAndre Hopkins fan. But he's definitely going to be on. He's on my bus list. Did you have anybody else at wide receiver? Uh, we don't have to mention him today. So the one guys I did want to get to is tight end, and yeah. Hayden Hurst. Like I've seen, like the past couple weeks, I've been getting in a lot of discussions with people on Twitter about Hayden Hurst, and I just don't get it, man. He's the he has dropped like one or two spots in ADP. Now mm-hmm. he's the eighth tight end going off the board. That's so but it's high. still mid seventh round, and I mean. So, first thing, he's on a new team. Yep. That's always tough. Atlanta. Past two years in Baltimore, he's seen a total of 62 targets for 43 receptions and three touchdowns. Crazy. You know what the other... So, Mark Andrews, of course, he's been the dominant guy there. But even Nick Boyle 
had more passing work than him. Nick Boyle in that same time span saw 80 targets for 54 receptions and two touchdowns. So he was the third tight end on their team. And he wasn't drafted to be the third guy either. No, he was. yeah, he was drafted ahead of Mark Andrews. And yep. I think his ADP is ahead of his ceiling. I don't even think he could be the tight end eight if he wanted to. Nope. And Baltimore, they just, they just use the tight end more. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is, you know, Atlanta with Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper was a very relevant and tight end. And it took end. him four years to get exactly. there. Exactly. It took him a long time to get there, but he was relevant. Hayden Hurst, in, in my in my rankings, he's the 15th tight end I have. Yeah. He's not even a number yeah, one for me. very late for me. So the fact that he's even being drafted as a number one in, in the top 12 is just ridiculous. I do not see it either. I won't grab any hype on him. No. I don't think he's going to have the same target share. And I don't even think he has the same talent level even no, as an not, Austin Hooper. not even close, yeah. So I, I do not foresee it. I He's actually on my bus list as well, along with... Austin Hooper, but we don't even need to get into yeah. that. But that's yeah, my other Cleveland. tight end bus was Gronk, and yep, he's Gronk. the sixth tight end off the board. And I got him at 14. Back of the sixth round, yeah. I mean, again, it's the first year on a new team for him after a year of not playing football. And wasn't great when we saw him last. And, you know, like game shows and whatnot. Yeah. Like, he's always an injury risk. Right. He's not the only good tight end on the team either, no. No. He's got... they. <laughs> They didn't even need to really bring him in. And last year, Tampa Bay, 60% of their tight end targets came in 11-man personnel. So only one tight end on the field. That's crazy. So, you're, so you, yeah. I just don't think he's going to be that dominant in the team. I think nope. there's still going to be plenty of O.J. Howard. Yep. Yep. I think even Cameron Brate's still going to get a lot of looks as well. Yeah, I mean, O.J. Howard and Cameron Brate last year saw about the same targets. So, yeah. and I don't even think the talent gap there is close. Right. All right, man. So moving to running backs. Yep. What you got as far as running backs go? So this one, I don't think he's going to have a bad season or a terrible season. I just don't like where he's going in the draft. It's Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. He's going the back of the first round. He's the eighth running back off the board. But last year, he was the only guy there. Philly is usually a committee team. They usually have have been in the past at least. And I, I do think his ADP is like at his ceiling. I mean, he was a monster for some of those games last year, but Jordan Howard was beating him out when he was there. I just, I don't, I don't see the hype or why he should be going in the first round. So if he was going like back of the second, early third, I would like him a lot more. I do think Miles Sanders is going to have a good season. Uh, Yeah, I'm not not saying he's going to be terrible, but. But I can see your hesitation. I think at best he's a back end wide receiver one, and that's a little off from the eighth running back. Yeah, I I I can get that. I wouldn't be too unhappy though with him, you know, taking a shot on him just because of the opportunity that can he can have there. Yeah, if they don't end up signing anyone, I might take the bus tag on him, but I might not. It, yeah. it, I don't think it'll probably change that much. So mine is uh, Leonard Fournette. Okay. So he's currently going at the 305. Yeah, I'd like to hear this. Because the, the I've just kind of slowly been increasing on him more and more. Oh, interesting. Well, let's knock that back down. So it's not because of opportunity. He he has all the opportunity in the world. But last season, I mean, he did finish at 
running back seven, which is with three touchdowns. Yeah, with three him, touchdowns. I see he's the 17th running back off the board, middle of the third. I just don't think that I. I'm solely basing this His off of that offense. His work is coming way down. He had 100 targets last year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There, that's were, only never th- there were only three running backs who had over 100 targets. Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Which one of those isn't like the others? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these doesn't belong here? I, it's, it's again, for me, it, it's simply just going to be, I don't like the offense. I don't like the defense. The defense, he's not going to be able to run like they used to do yeah. in the past. They're going to be coming from behind. They're going to have to have a lot of passing work. I do work. think he's safe, though. I think if he was my, maybe, my, uh, if he went into the season and he was your number one running back. No, yeah. I that's wouldn't not want okay. number one, yeah. But right now. Because as, he's still going he's in the 305. Two, yeah, but he's the 17th running back off the board. That'd be my second running back. It depends where you're drafting, though. Yeah, I mean, if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, I wouldn't draft Leonard Fournette. But I usually try and get at least one running back before then. So You would hope. I would I'd be very comfortable with Leonard Fournette as my number two. As number two for sure. As number one, not not even close. And and it depends on who my number one is as well. Like if I go out and get maybe like a Nick Chubb or something, I might not be. I'd be a little bit more cautious just because. Yeah. You know, you need high upside, and I don't think you're going to get high upside here. I, again, I think that the whole entire team is going to regress, which is crazy to say. But I don't think their offense is going to be great. Their defense isn't is terrible, which is crazy because their defense was just a monster a few yeah, years it was ago. So good a couple of years ago. Yeah. So he's definitely he's definitely one to be watching. That's going to be on. Uh, he's he's on my bus radar for sure. Yeah. Did the, you have any more? Yeah. The only other running back I had was Jonathan Taylor, and it's really just because he's the twenty second running back off the board right now. That's crazy. early four. I I don't mind it too much. It's. I mean, it's a crowded team, and for him to, looking at the running backs last year who finished around the 22nd running back, he's going to need around at least 200 attempts and decent touchdowns or passing work, and he's not getting the passing work, and I don't think he's going to be a high touchdown guy or a high volume guy, because I think it's going to be a big enough split between him and Mac, and even if he does overtake Mac, I think it's going to take a while. Yeah, I... I I don't know. I keep going back and forth with it. I it sounds like they're really wanting to run him right away though. And I think yeah, as long I as they come that. out if they come out and run him right away, then I know they really like him, but they love him. And he but he's a first round running or no, second round. But I've round also heard back. them come out and say Naeem Hines is going to catch 10 passes a game. Yeah, so that's going to take him off the field. It's just to throw people off. You know how you know how NFL teams are. I mean, yeah, he missed some time last year, but like the this is where like um Mar- this is where Marlon Mack finished last year. Yeah, I do think it's interesting though the gap right now that they're having though because Taylor is going so much yep. farther ahead of Marlon yeah, Mack though, which I, is not okay. So I do think that there needs to be some sort of so have to drop you flipped because I know a while ago you were Mack. I, I think a it's just opportunity. I I think. For some, for the frustration that I have is I don't know why they drafted Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I just I thought Marlon Mack was fine. <laughs> last off season, I was such, I was super excited for the Colts. I thought they were about to build a dynasty, something that was going to be very special. They had a good draft picks, an incredible amount of cap space. Yep. I didn't like the decisions they made signing players. Their draft picks were okay last year, and then Andrew Luck. <laughs> retired and the team it's just is not been good yeah so they had a chance the last person that i will discuss today and we'll um end up just 
we'll get to sleepers, sleepers the next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah, it's totally fine. Because yeah. we've got some good sleepers we want to discuss. Yeah, there's a lot of guys to talk about. And I don't want to rush through it. But the last guy that I wanted to talk about, and this is very similar to the Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor issue, is DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and it's it, just like... To, uh, he's, every, going the th- he's going in the... He's going in the... What was it? 405... I think is Jeez. what it was. Hold up. Let me let me double check that again. Yeah. So, no, he's going at the 505. Okay. And then, so it's like a round behind Jonathan Taylor. And But then here's the crazy thing. Kerryon Johnson's going in the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... I, I honestly... This is where I do not see... DeAndre Swift is... I don't see him taking over the team right now. Kerryon Johnson is an excellent running back. Yeah. I, I just... I put all... Like pretty much all the rookie running backs mostly in the same... I'm just not... In on him this year because I think if there's a couple that I'm probably in on. all going to take time, and, and if we'll, they do get the dominant work share, I don't think it's going to be by much if the other guys are healthy. Yeah, there's a couple that I'm in on. We'll talk about them next week because they're in my sleeper rank. And um, especially in my for Detroit, it's just not been a great running back offense. Mm-mm. It's not well, and Matthew Stafford is a huge, big arm. Yeah, he throws five thousand yards a season type mentality well, he, quarterback. Like, yeah, even when carry on was healthy and playing great last year, there was still like workload concerns. Like mm-hmm. they weren't either passing him the ball or giving him the ball enough. Right. And and at the even so even at that price point, there's no freaking way I'm not taking DeAndre no. Swift. The, yeah, these are the, that these are usually the rounds where I'm taking wide receivers because yep. I like to go running back earlier. So yeah, they just they're off my board. I mean it's just it's terrible. And even then, you know, like you said, you lump in like a JK Dobbins too, where you're just like I don't I don't know. But you're talking f- almost you're talking four full rounds of a gap. Yeah. Not not gonna happen. So let us know what you guys think. Are our busts and our breakouts or or who you think they they should be? Uh, let us know who we should add on, maybe to, to discuss next week. Yeah, uh, hit us up on social media: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the TFL Monsters, Patreon, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. Just let us know. Yep, we still have a few openings in our listener yep. league. If you guys want to jump in, yeah, I think we have uh, two or fast. three. I think it's, yeah, there's only a couple. Well, and we have a couple people who are still waiting to hear back yep. from, so it could be closed by the end of the day. We don't know. Um, but if you want to, if we have an, enough we could people, go to we, 12, could, yeah, we so could go to it, 12. We could go to let us know. even a second yeah. league if needed. But yeah. that would be crazy. Um, but let us know. And I think this is going to be the, the first and only year you're going to be able to get in free. <laughs> next year, we're looking at it. You know, you're going to have to go uh, and either support. And we'll or <laughs> say winner gets in next year. Win- oh, yeah. Winner gets in free every year. So if you win, you'll be able to get in. Um, if you win this previous season, you get to yeah. get in free the yeah. next one. Not if you win at all, you get in all of them free. Uh, but again, you get a cool Monsters trophy if you do win. We'll, we'll end up shipping that to you guys um, ourselves. And we're super stoked to be able to share that with you. Uh, so just hit us up. Um, email us, whatever. Message us and we'll be able to get you in. We'll send you a link. Um, but thanks again. I think next week we're going to go over sleepers. And then we'll wrap that up. And do we, do we know what we're doing next week? Uh, actually don't i don't have it on me so we'll figure it out um but we'll catch you guys next week and thanks again for listening to the fantasy monsters podcast have a good one yeah i'm coming for you i'm not heater on you no i'm just telling you the facts oh these chains can keep me down i can be ruby in the mood i can
can be rotten I can be cruel, mine like a fool, but never forgotten Creeping in the dark, waiting for you Yeah, I feel like a monster 